it's always good to understand where military medicine is and where they think they're going and what the technologies they're considering to be a part of that future journey. Welcome to War Dogs, the military medicine podcast. This show brings you a firsthand, behind-the-scenes look into the mission, unique opportunities, and deployed experiences of the entire military healthcare team. From state-of-the-art hospitals in the United States to the most austere environments across the globe, War Docs has you covered. War Docs partnered with the Defense Strategies Institute and had the opportunity to interview several key and influential leaders at the 2023 Operational Medicine Symposium. We discussed the current operational environment and what military medicine is currently doing to improve warfighter health, strength, and survivability, and what needs to happen to prepare for the future. In this episode, you'll learn about the latest innovations and opportunities to advance the practice of medicine in expeditionary environments. Today, we're joined with retired Lieutenant General James Tate, who was the Surgeon General of Army Medicine, as well as the Secretary of the VA. Dr. Peek, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Tell us a little bit about what you're uh, doing now. I'm currently working with a company called CGI. It's a global IT services company in about 40 countries around the world, a company that does really end-to-end IT services, of which health is one of the industries we serve. So right now we're at an operational medicine symposium. Why is that important and what brings you here? Obviously, a longstanding interest in, in military medicine, and it's, it's always good to understand where military medicine is and where they think they're going and what the technologies they're considering to be a part of that future journey. What kind of things have you seen in this meeting or the industry that kind of gets you excited about that technology? When you think about it, some of the things that None of this is flip the switch and you got a new thing right there in front of you. Some of this is really improvements on things that we were working in in the Army 20 years ago. And now to see it really being applied to a joint force, I think that is one of the changes. The advances in technology, I think, are enabling some of the things that we have talked about for many years. And I think we have a new generation of combat medics of soldiers in general that are more digital native and maybe more adaptable to the new technologies. So I'm enthusiastic about the opportunity in, in front of us. You first joined the Army as an infantry officer who were deployed in Vietnam, which is really our last experience with kind of a large-scale combat operations. What lessons did we learn from that time when you were there to what we're preparing for in the next generation where we're not going to have a counterinsurgency operation. We're going to have a near peer. I'd rather you contrast that to Korea or World War II. Vietnam was quite, quite different than that. So in terms of these large-scale contingency operations, it clearly was that, but we had air superiority. We right. had the dust-offs were able to maneuver relatively safely. From, a, from an air superiority perspective, they took a lot of ground fire and it was certainly one of our most hazardous environments. But, you know, in terms of medical evacuation, I think some of those lessons that we learned in Vietnam in terms of being able to get people quickly back to a place where they had the capability to do extensive care 
I mean, I went through the second surgeon, July, and then from there on down to uh, Natrang, the right. field hospital, as an example. But, you know, I think some of those are some of the same principles that led to our use of the idea of the golden hour in the last 20 years of the coin environment. So, you know, I think some of the, the lessons we, we keep learning, evolving. You take your lessons learned. I, mean, I think we talked about this once before, Doug, that at some point, the lesson learned was you shouldn't be using tourniquets because that's a dangerous thing. And that came out of real world experience, but maybe that was the wrong lesson learned. Yeah. So I think we need to continue to be thinking and learning and trying things that move the ball forward. And you can see some of that here on the display, on the exhibitor floor, new ideas. And I remember when, when we were just starting up the 91 whiskey program, the 68 whiskey program, the ability to leverage simulation was really important. I still see gaps in what we're doing that I think will be filled by the technologies that I'm seeing here. I think we, we keep talking about, they were talking about the mystics this morning. My view is every squad how to have a mannequin that's they can pull out and engage in basic skills at every range or every opportunity they take that squad to the field so i think it's those kinds of things that need to be built into the sustainment training as an example that i think we're getting to the point where that can be done now i'm sure you're paying attention to what's happening with russia and ukraine sure and that may be a model of what could happen in the future for future battlefields. That is clearly one of the contingencies we need to be prepared for. But it really is about taking what are the capabilities packages and then aligning them to meet the mission at hand to the variety of environments in which soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines are going to be at risk for medical injury and therefore medical care. And then being able to match that scenario with the uh, tools, including the capabilities, the human capabilities, as well as the te technical capabilities of those capability packages that will ultimately save lives. What advice would you give to leaders of today who are really leading through change because technology and innovation is changing so fast? What advice do you give to leaders who don't know exactly what the technology is going to look like in a year. You need to have the open mind and the processes to keep those opportunities in front of you so that you can pick and choose and assemble, assemble them into the force at the right time. So it, it's a matter of maintaining the kind of a, a, a sense of innovation and not just being pigeonhole toe what the last war was. We did the Army After Next War Games back in, must have been the late 90s, talking about some of these same things. I denied it where you don't, you don't have air superiority, where you're fighting urban warfare, those kinds of scenarios to force us to say, okay, what are the technologies that are evolving or that we should cause to be evolved? And I think that that's part of the role of the of the leadership in places that like the um, AMED Center in School or combat developments and doing that for the joint force. 
How soon do you see in the future where we're going to have unmanned vehicles? We've got them now. Robotics for medical on the battlefield. We've been talking about robotics on the battlefield. I put Rick Satava at DARPA because we were wanting to explore that possibility back then. Right. And DARPA, as you know, does the bleeding edge kinds of stuff. And that evolved to the Da Vinci robot. That is yet to be translated into a, a battlefield capability. But down the road, I'm sure those kinds of things will be at least not pure robotics, but human-assisted robotics to be able to do things in a better, more standardized, secure environment. We've been talking with Dr. James Pink, our former Army Surgeon General and Secretary of the VA, on this collaboration between OpMed TV and WarDocs podcast. Thank you for listening to WarDocs. We sure hope you enjoyed it. WarDocs is a nonprofit organization supported by donations from listeners like you. Please follow and subscribe to our show on whatever platform you consume your podcasts and rate and review this episode and share the show with your contacts on social media. Find out more information about our show, our guests, and how to become a member of Team WarDocs on WarDocsPodcast.com. Thank you for your support. If you like war stories and medical drama, WarDocs has you covered. Spread the word.